What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody I ever talk to say you cheap. It ain't cheap. I'm smart, but they usually be the ones that say you cheap. <laughs> they ain't the got, no money, they got no money. <laughs> <laughs> all my life, they're grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp, also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. And the guy that's stopping by for drinks and conversation today is an NFL Hall of Famer. He's a four-time Pro Bowl. Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1999. Led the league in rushing two consecutive years, 1999 and 2000. 2000 All-Decade, Indianapolis Colts Hall of Famer, and he's the Colts' all-time leading rusher in attempts, yards, and touchdowns, Mr. Do-It-All, The Edge, Edgerin James. Edge, hey, what's up, man? I'm good. You know I'm good always. You man. always good? Always good. I've never I've never not seen you with a smile on your face. Damn, you, you, you that happy all the time? Life must be really good. I mean, when you overcome what we can overcome, man, we don't, it's got to be good. It, it's got to be good. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by today. Let's go back. Because I thought you had a very, your Hall of Fame speech. Congratulations on making that. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think you, what, 354? 336. 336. Yeah. 336. There have been over 25,000 men that's played, coached, managed in the NFL. Seven billion people in the world. Only 354 men can say they got a gold jacket. How does that make Adrian James feel? Oh, man, it make all the work that you put in make it even worth it. I mean, that's what really stands out. When you see all the work you put in, you see all the people that's actually trying to play this game. Right. And you realize you're one of the few that made it and got that gold jacket. So it seemed like it really caps it off and say, man, it was all worth it. Right. When you started playing, for, did you always know you wanted to play football even as a kid growing up in Florida? Yeah, football is like the thing to do down south. So right. We're going to play football. Like, I, I really wanted to be a basketball player, but I only had strong right. I ain't had no left. So. <laughs> but football, became, football was too easy for me. Like, right. football was real easy. It was, it's always been easy. So I, I knew that was, like, that was the thing to do. That was you know, the ticket out of Yeah, that was, that, that was the ticket. That was the, that was the best shot at changing things. When did you realize that I'm really good at this? No, I'm really good, and I can change my family's Ooh, I can change my family's life forever. When I got to the University of Miami, you know, when you're in high school, you're playing against the people in your area. Right. You know, so you really don't have no measuring stick. Right. Then when you get to college and you, and you start seeing all these guys, like a lot of these guys, they have like 
all these five stars that right. rated. Right. And then you go out and practice and you just like dominating them. Right. And you just say, man, this thing right here seems like it's pretty easy. Then you start having guys from your team going to the NFL. Right. And I'm like, I just was out there with him. And I just, so I, I, yeah. So now I'm like, yeah, I, I know I'm, I know I'm gonna be on the next level. Right. You know, I think it was after my freshman year, that's when I knew, and I just locked in, and I had a clock. I said, I'm gonna be out of here my junior year. Right. You get to the NFL, you get selected. What fifth? Fourth. Fourth pick in the draft. They do something. They move Marshall to select Edwin James. Did you understand? Like, Marshall could do it all. He could catch, he could run, he could block. They moved a guy that was rookie of the year, had great numbers, and it's like, we think this guy right here can be just as good, if not better. For me, I really didn't understand what was going on. Man, I was just coming from the U, trying to get to the NFL. Right. You know, and so for me, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with, I didn't think about no Marshall, I didn't think about nobody. I think about, man, look, this is my opportunity right. to make it to the NFL, and once I get to the NFL, I'm going to make my mark. So I really didn't look in, to all that you were replacing somebody, yeah, you're like I didn't this even is my opportunity. Yeah, I, I focused on me, and that's right. that's kind of how I did my whole career. You know, I always focused on myself and never got into comparing to nobody or trying to compete with nobody because right. it was always me versus me every time. Right. You get there, okay? So obviously, you're a rookie. You go through the camp. Now, y'all need to make the money right. Definitely. Obviously, the money wasn't right because Edwin James held out for the better part a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> the money was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, the money was right compared to where we came from. Where I'm it coming was really from, right. Where I'm coming from, the money, the money was right, but you know, you got to do things that, like, you got to do things in the proper order. And right. like, when you get drafted the fourth pick, you know, you need to be compensated. Right. Right, where you're supposed to be compensated at. It's like, they could have... Like deep down inside, like the money was right on the first offer with me. You know, like I know where I'm coming from because like I'm like, man, all I need is some money one time. I get some money one time. I'm I'm a double, triple that later. I ain't right. worried about that. But it was like, you know, for the game, for the betterment of the game, right. like running back position, you got to stand up sometime and, and say, the guy's like, coming from behind. Yeah, you. like you can't just accept whatever. So I said, man, I'm a even though this money right, but I'm gonna do what we got to do right. to make sure that the numbers are right and. So we went through the whole process. I held out, and it turned out to be well worth it. Right. Yeah. You come into the league. You got dreads. You got gold teeth. Did anybody try to convince you, man? You need to get rid of. You need to cut the dreads. You need to do mm-hmm. away with the gold. Yeah. Did they try to convince you to like? You in the NFL now. You got to like have this like polished image. No, I think first first I'm getting there. You know, it's like um you. You're surprising everybody because you're the pick, you're right. the fourth pick. And then I think after I became real good, real fast, that's when that's when it started coming. Like, man, you may want to, you may want to remove your dreads, you may want to remove your gold teeth because there's so many opportunities out there for right. you. And that's because you know when you become real good, right. and they were like, man, you got commercials, you have right. all these endorsement opportunities. Right. And so that's when it really got to push. You know, after the first year, it was like I'm going to Indianapolis, conservative city. Right. And it wasn't, it would, you know, everybody just kind of wait and see. But then we hit it fast. We hit the ground running. Right. We changed that franchise instantly. Right. And win the division 13 and 3. Yeah. And, so, and then you actually, you actually a dominant player out there. Right. And so that's when the push came. Cause it's like, man, it's, man, we can, we can really market you. We can really use you. Cause you know, I'm sitting next to the man. I'm sitting next to P. Yeah. And you know, so it's like, man, you can really do some, some good things off the field. Right. 
And so that's when that push came for that. But for me, it was more, man, I'm, I'm edge, you know, that's right. part of what made me right. who I am. So it was never a consideration for myself. You know, it was just from the marketing standpoint and the business opportunities, you know, I could have made millions of dollars off the field right. easily and became more popular, but that when wasn't you my thing. You sacrificed injury. Yeah, you know, it's like it wouldn't have been pure and it, it really wouldn't, I don't know what I would have been on the football field. I would have been something <laughs> oh, different. So the gold teeth and the dread was a part of you with your man, so with you, That's where your strength lies. Man, it's the strength, man. You know, the darker, <laughs> hey, hey. You know, this, like, this mane I got on my head, man, I carry that, you know, it's that strength. Right. And, but you get to, it's really about being yourself. You know, like, you can go farther being yourself than trying to be somebody else. Why was that so important to you? Why was it so important for Edger and James to maintain the dreads, to maintain the gold teeth? Yeah, you're from, you're from South Florida. And you know, when we came up, the gold teeth were the thing. Everybody tried yeah. to get the gold teeth or have a gold tooth. But you, yeah. had, the, you had the whole grill. Yeah. <laughs> you had the grill. It was important because, man, you got, you got all these shorties that look up to you. You got everybody that, that see you and, is, and now you, you kind of get them hope to say, man, look, I don't have to go be this or be that. To make it, right? You know, and that's why it was very important for me just to be myself. And plus, I don't, I don't know no other way. You know, so it was, it was really important because the world is opening up. You know, right. it's like, man, I'm here to play football. You know, if you if you all polished and you right. got yourself together, but you can't ball, they're gonna get rid of you anyway. Right. But I know if I can get out there and play ball and and play at a high level, I ain't worried about them getting rid of me. But you think about it now, Ed. You were the first. You were one of the few. Not everybody got dreads. Everybody yeah, got twisted. Man, everybody got the, coming out the helmet. But when you did it, Edge, it wasn't a whole lot of people doing that. Yeah, telling things to Edge. Yeah, they yeah, got, yeah. They, you they made. can be comfortable right now. <laughs> yeah, you did. You definitely made them comfortable. So you said, like, got an opportunity. I'm next to Peyton Manning. Obviously, Peyton is buttoned up. You look at Marvin Harrison. He's really quiet, buttoned up. You, uh, Reggie was there. Yourself. Did you look around like, well, dang, look where I'm at, and all this money? I mean, I can make almost as much money off the field as on the field. All I got to do is just, you know, a little, little tape up, you know, a little yeah. shave up, you know, pull the grills yeah. off it. But then it won't be fun. Like, I, I got fun money, you know. I get to be <laughs> myself, you know. It's like, who want to live in this little box and you can't do right. nothing? So I, like, the way I live my life, man, I get to be me. I don't have to walk around right. and try to put on this disguise and try to put on and... That ain't fun, you know. It's like okay, if you get some money and you're able to enjoy, living a lot. Yeah, because like, this is Edgewood. Edgewood yeah. dreads. Edgewood is the dreadlock with the dreadlocks and the gold teeth. Yeah. The kid from South Florida that probably chased. Did you? Did you? Uh, you from? You from my? You from Miami, right? No, I'm Markley. It's an hour west of Miami, but Pahokee is with it. I know you. Oh, from Pahokee, Fred I know about Pahokee. Yeah, Bell yeah, Glade. We got yeah. we got a lot of guys in some better state from Bell Glade. Yeah, with the, uh, 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 Glade. But we grew Central. up on the. Yeah, we grew up an hour hour west of Miami. Pahokee. Uh, Ricky Jack from Pahokee, ain't he? Yeah, and Quan Bowden. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, okay. That's their area. But they they did their thing. They brought some, they brought some players up out of there too. Right. When when um you little kid, you're playing with your you're playing with your cousins, you're playing with your homeboys, y'all playing football. What was it like for you growing up then? Obviously, you didn't have a whole lot, but you had the love of your family, you had people around you that loved you. What was it like for you as a child growing up? Nah, it's normal. Like it was normal. You don't realize things aren't normal until you step outside of your yeah. space. You know, because so, everybody living just like me. Yeah, it wasn't no big deal. You know, you you don't even realize it's like it's so much more to offer. The world got so much more to offer. Right. Until you remove yourself from that space, and then you. But then, 
the beauty of it is I got a great appreciation for things. And that's right. why like every day I'm having a good day. I'm always in a good space because I know where I'm coming from. A lot of people, they, they don't really understand what it's like to make it out of certain situations. Right. So, and I think all our lives kind of run parallel, especially like the athlete. You look at the ones that's dumber, they always got a story. Yeah. They always got something to make them dig deep. Yeah, you had to fight. overcome something. Yeah, everybody. I mean, every champion got to overcome something or it ain't even fun. You right. know, that's when it's worth it. Mentioned I'm reading your, your bio said you harvested watermelons in Georgia. Yeah, we tried to go do that. We tried what to part of Georgia were you headed to? Uh, it was like Ashburn, Cordell. Okay. Like all south, south that's Georgia. It, that's middle, middle Georgia. Yeah, we had, but we had to go like, it was, for us it was a thing that there was like a chance to get away from South Florida. Right. You know, so it was like we get a chance to go out. And, Loading watermelons ain't eat hard. Loading watermelons nah, not easy. Nah. I did that. Nah, that ain't no easy job. I know, but at the end, it make you, it make you tough and give you that grown man. Yeah, it make you tough, but anybody <laughs> making me, I ain't want to be tough. I want to be yeah. like all the other kids. Nah, I just want some money. Going to Six Flags. Nah, I, I want some money. I was like, man, I figured out how to get me some money. Like, that was a way to get some money on my yeah. own. You know, especially when you're 13, 14, you know, you got to find I wanna ways to I want to do chores to get some money. I want to take out the trash. I want nah. to wash the dishes and cut some grass. I ain't want to be doing grown man work. I ain't going to lie. Nah, I, I appreciate the grown man work because I ain't doing no more grown man work <laughs> the rest of my life. You know what I tell? I tell kids that when I talk to kids now, do a lot of things while you're growing up because it'll show you what you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Exactly. Doing that, cropping tobacco, clipping onions, loading watermelon, baling hay. It, man, I don't want to do this for no 40 years. Y'all crazy. Man, my I, son is I don't even like lifting my own bags now, man. Yeah. I like, man, I ain't doing nothing hard. But, and that's what I'm saying. I got all that out of the way early. Everything you know? is dependent mm -hmm. on the weather. It rained. You can't go to work. You don't get no payday. Can't get I no said, money. Nah, I don't want no, no parts of this. Yeah. I'm reading that you said you didn't really lift weights until you got to, until you got to college? Yeah, like, I mean, I, would, I wasn't part of no weight program. You know, we, every, our stuff wasn't structured like that, you know? <laughs> That would say everything is off the muscle right here. You know, like when you get to college, you got a weight room, you got a program, you got all that stuff yeah. right there. You can't help but to get better. I couldn't help but to right. get better. You know? And now you're getting three good meals a day. It ain't no eating peanut no, butter. No, we always ate good. You ate good. Mom always. had that thing right. We always ate good. We always ate good. Man, I should have came down and lived with y'all there. No, we, we gonna, they, the family going to make sure we eat good. That's one thing you're going to do. You're going to eat good. You wanted to transfer high school, and your mom said no. Yeah, nah. See, now, like, it's, it's like we don't need to go somewhere else to kind of get an advantage. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, the, the game of football is, if you good, you good. Right. You know what yes. And a lot of people don't realize the team needs you more than you realize it. Right. You know, and if you're really good, you can help this team. They're coming to get you. So that's one thing that, that, was, that my mom made sure, like, we're going to stay right here. We're going to rock out right here. Right. And if they come for you, they come for you. Right. And... That's what the University of Miami did. Your mom was a cafeteria worker, made $17,000 a year. What was, how did you see what she's going through to try to provide for you and your family? What kind of fire did that light inside of you? It's like, man, look at what my mom's going through. My mom shouldn't have to work this hard. I got to get up out of here. I mean, when you see an opportunity, you're like, okay, yeah, you, you want to be the one that, you want to be the, the one that saved the day, you know? And like, you want to be the one that said, okay, like a lot of, a lot of times, everybody be talking about what they'll do for their mom and right. what they'll do. But they they run out here going to jail. They're going out getting in trouble. It's yeah. like, nah, it's like if you're going to represent for your mom, you got to make sure you're staying out of trouble. Correct. You make sure you retire her. You make sure you take care of her. You make sure that when she walk in the room, 
and her son, his name is brought, she light up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, this this my child. You don't want right. to be where, where your mom always going. Worried going about the, you, yeah. You no, know, they got to go to the prison to see you. They, like, every time you, like, Every time you go to the prison, you gotta go see, you see a bunch of moms in there. Right. It's like everybody talking about what they'll do for their mama. Like, nah, I'm I'm really about that. You know, I'm really about taking care of my mom. And I really dedicated myself to doing that. And I made sure that I said, man, look, I'm gonna go do everything I can do, make sure this lady don't have to work, don't have to do nothing the rest of her life. And I've been upholding my end of the bargain, you know, but it all came from the beginning. When right. you sit up there and you make that commitment and you say, man, I'm not, I'm not about to be out here getting in trouble. You know, yeah, that's, my mom word. Yeah, that's that's really embarrassing your mom. Yeah. But like a lot of times we're seeing everybody like, man, I I die for my mom. Nah, you you're embarrassing. You killing her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you killing her right now with the right. way with your actions. You know. Right. And so for me, it was always important to say, okay, look, if I got an opportunity to do something, let me make the most out of it. And that's why with football, you know, that was my opportunity. Going into your senior year, you was like, okay, this is my opportunity to shine. Did you always want to go to the University of Miami or was it about getting a scholarship and getting getting one step closer to doing what you had said? Retiring my mom, taking care of my mom, making sure my mom, hey, mom, you ain't got to do nothing else. You got a, you got a son that's going to take care of this thing. We straight now. The University of Miami always top dog, number one school, like especially South Florida. You know, the University of Miami was always the number one choice. You know, the only thing that made me even look into other situations because the University of Miami was coming up with sanctions. They, they had these sanctions. They were about to go on probation. Right. So we had to look into all those factors, you know, to see, okay, are they going to do something with the program? Is it going to re- be restricted? You know, once we got the information, that's a no-brainer. Like, I think I think that's the best school in the world, you right. know, because it it provides everything. You know, it provides, it's a, to- it's a total package. You know, like, I ain't, I'm not built for no college town. You know, I want to be where the action is, uh, you yeah. know? <laughs> I gotta so, be where it's at. So, so Alabama and LSU, that was gonna cut it for you, huh? Nah, they, 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 they just be, they just drink beer and wrestle, wrestle and play video games. I like, man, I ain't got time for all that, man. You know, like we had the U, man. We, we we really doing our thing. Well, if you from if you go to the U, obviously Trick Daddy and Uncle Luke, automatically. That's, yeah, I mean, they ain't no way around it. Automatically, but I'm saying that's. That's the thing. We got our we got our own everything. You know, we got our own rappers. We got our own everything. <laughs> and but it's it's a small it's a small school, but it's the thing the hunger and and right. the things that you get from coming from that place. You know, it's like man, it's something you can't really describe. That's why you are you see it. Any, any team you've been on with somebody from the U, you go in that locker room, you're gonna know that they're a little bit different. Yeah, man. They're always different. Man, I played with Paulus. <laughs> man, Poe, man, Poe was, I don't know why Poe just won't do it. Man, I wish, see, you should have been around Poe a lot longer. That Poe would have done right. Because Poe wouldn't do right for nothing. You can get it together, man. That's my boy, <laughs> man. You can get it, you can get it right. I told Poe, I said, Poe, you don't realize how special you are. Man, I, I know, I'm, I'm going to do, no, you're not going to do right. Bro, I just saw you leave the hotel last night <laughs> for the game. Now you going to tell me you going to do right. We. But that's my boy. I, I, lo- I love that dude. I love that dude. Yeah, man. Good, boy. Good dude, man. Like, that's my boy, man. What was, it, right. what was it like hanging out with Trick and, and, and Luke? You know what I mean? Like, we all, like, like Trick, we all around the same age. Right. So we, we kind of grew together. Right. And like, we grew together. You know, Uncle Luke, he's a little bit older. He's always been the mentor. Yeah, like Luke, the Luke like the uncle. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is that, like, 
when you balling and you 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 kind of enjoying each other's success, right. the game over. You know, I'm jumping in the car with Trick Daddy. We going to do what we do. You know, like, <laughs> and then you got Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke always, he always that guiding force for you. Yeah. He like, it ain't like they gonna have you out here going for bad or doing them bad. But you're going to have fun, but at the same time, we understand, like, look, man, Uncle Luke do so much in the community and so much with the kids. Right. And you understand, like, okay, it's important to go out here, ball out, but stick your face back in the community. Right. Still be active, still be around to show these young kids, like, look, man, you can actually do it too. Right. And so he does, he has, he has a great balance with that. And that's one thing that we've always kind of did. We always had good balance. You know, we, we're going to have fun. Right. And that, we're definitely going to have fun. But it's going to be the right way. When you finally go, you get drafted by the Colts fourth overall, you hold out, but when you finally get that, you get the payday. It wasn't no direct deposit back then. They send you that check. You yeah. get that check and you look at that check, you're like, uh-oh. What was, going, what was the first thing that went through your mind when you saw that check? For me, you know, like, you let, you let, you, first of all, you go, and I only looked at the check for like three, four seconds because, like, man, I was, like, I had to secure the bag, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it was secure, so it wasn't, it's like, man, okay, yeah, I got this part right here. So I just glanced, glanced at it, and I handed it, but I wanted to go to practice, you know? Right. It was like, I, I wanted to get out there and show you, like, man, like. Why you gave I'm, me this money? Yeah, like, no, like, I'm for real, I'm for real, I'm really that deal. Right. Like, um, but it's like, because you, you know, you're going through the thing where you're getting questioned, like, they're like, why they got this guy, and we don't really know this guy. Right. And so a lot of people questioning the draft, and so for me, it was just like, man, I can't wait to get out here and just show them what I'm capable of doing. So when I get the check, I hand it to our people and I said, man, I'm ready to go. I just get right to practice. Okay, you had it to them. You had it to them. You said, okay, let's go to practice. Man, Let me look at check get... one more time. Let me look at it one more time. Let's nah, see. Hey, man, look at all these goddamn Oh, these zeros. That's mine. I ain't got to worry about that, man. I'm going to get the other stuff now, you know, like. That's already a, mine. You try to get another bag now. So yeah. I already got this bag. Yeah, that now, was secured. Like, right. We sec that's secured. Man, I don't look at nothing old, man. Like, that's there, you know? Like, but now I'm trying to get out here so I can go out there and represent okay. and show you, like, man, y'all gonna see that the air is the real deal, you right. know? And it didn't take long for that to happen. What was the first thing that you bought? Man, I don't even know, man. I, I still, my did first you splurge, year, Did you splurge on anything? You ain't getting no nah. rolling. You ain't getting no, you ain't getting no dome. Nah. You ain't getting no, you ain't getting no bins. You ain't, you ain't buy nothing. No, nah, I don't know. I really, man, I, I take care of my family. I make sure my mom was straight. But I ain't, my first year, I still live with my, I still live in my college, um, still live in my college um, apartment with my, um, with a roommate. Because I ain't, man, I wasn't even tripping. My thing was just to get some money. You know, right. that's that's the main thing. Hey, yo, everybody I ever talk to say you cheap. It ain't cheap. I'm smart. But they usually be the ones that say you cheap. <laughs> they ain't the got ones, no money. They ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they be like, it's like I ain't never asked nobody for nothing. Right. My kids ain't never asked nobody for nothing. All our stuff nice. I got all the nice things that everybody else got. I right. just do mine a different way. Right. I got the Rolls Royce, got the Bentley, got the boat, got a bunch of properties. But I just do it different. Right. You know, it's like they think you put, they think it's cool to go out and spend thirty thousand at a at, at a club. And strip. Come on, man, for yeah. real. Yeah, but but I'm cheap because I won't go spend thirty thousand. Like I'm cheap too. Yeah, it's like. 
Nah, you know I make what? it hell though for them. You know, I got a couple of coins. I ain't, I can't make it rain like they do. Nah, I I'm not gonna tell them to stop doing it because what I did, I entered the club business. So right, come keep on, on with that on. thirty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> come on with that same thirty thousand. Keep that same intensity. Show me you ain't cheap. That I want to see. Show me you ain't cheap. I don't want to hear that. Hey, can you cut the price? No, I'm the cheap one. Remember? Man, I'm looking at you like, hold on. Your first signing bonus, you bought two rundown buildings <clears throat> in, a, in a drug area in Amoki? Immokalee. Immokalee. And turn them into summer gathering for local kids. Then you had a fun house, big screen, video games, pool table, cards, kitchen. What made you do that? I mean, it's it's appropriate. You know, them things you're supposed to do. You know, it's like, that's your way of, of really giving back and helping and showing you know, you can show you can you can help a lot of people right. by making one move. Right. One move can can change the structure of so many other kids' right. life. Like right now, from Immokalee, Immokalee, we got four guys that's in the NFL right now. And those same four guys used to come to that same building right. that we opened up and that we had around there. And it was actually pretty cool to actually see that. You know, they, they was a part of it. And then you're showing them what they could do. You're showing them like, look, man, when it's your turn, Make sure you follow suit. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always to see, when you can actually see somebody from your area do something positive, yeah. go to the NFL or go to the NBA, or even, I mean, be a, a lawyer or a doctor, special athlete, because, you know, young black kids, a lot of us, we aspire to be athletes. We, hey, that, that's how we see our ticket out. And to see Edger and James, hold on, he from here? Well, he got out, I can get out. Because that's how I looked at my brother. Exactly. My brother went to college... Well, I played with him. I beat him sometimes one-on-one. I can go to college. Exactly. He went to the NFL. Hold up. He went. He ate the same food I ate. He got rained on in the same house I did. I can yeah. go to the NFL, too. Exactly. And that, that, but that's what it's about. Like, you showing them that it's possible. And that's, right. part of, that's part of my whole MO, man. Like, look, I'm going to come across as normal, and I'm going to do all the same things y'all do. So I'm showing you that it's possible. Right. Now... You got to dig into it a little bit more to say, okay, what what separated me from them? Right. And that's when that discipline and that hard work and that really knowing what it's going to take or doing what it's going to take to get there. You mentioned about the fun house that you established in your hometown, and you said there there were four little kids that later became NFL players. You know who they are? Yeah, you got Deidre Sinat. You got um, Mackenzie Alexander. Mm -hmm. You got the Ernest Johnson that played for the Cleveland Browns. Uh And then you got the pro bowler, um, JC, that played for New England Patriots. You know, and all four of those kids, they they used to be around. They all out of Markley, and that's what it's, that, that, that's what it's about, you know, right. the burden. Have kids that's in the community that actually see you do what you do, and they follow in those footsteps. So they refer to you as Uncom. Um, you, I got a million names. I got a million names for them. Like, <laughs> like they, they actually make you feel old. Like they really, them the ones that make you feel old. You right. like, and then you go back, you go through some of the pictures, right? And you see the kids out there doing what they were doing, and it's like, dang, like I'm, I, like I've really been around a long time, right? And like, like to see JC go to the Pro Bowl, you know, like you're like, man, I watched this kid. From birth, right? You know, so, but it's, it's it's a good feeling to know that you got people coming from your area that you um, inspire. Your rookie season, fifteen hundred fifty-three yards, rookie of the year. Next year, you followed it up with over seventeen hundred yards, another uh, All Pro. 
you get off to the start that you got off, you're like, were you thinking, damn, this easy, man, this, it might be easier than you. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was, man. It's like, like I, I think me personally, I can't, it can't down the sport, but I think for me, a lot of time, I, I was like, man, the NFL is overrated. You know, I thought it was, I felt like it was overrated because you're 21, 22 years old. And then I got this dude in the locker room that's 30, 31, 32. Right. I know he can't keep up with me. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's like, so the, the balance, I mean, the, the, the age difference, it made me like, man, this, this, this game is like a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm playing with these older guys right. that can't do this. They got to be in the cold tub. You know, like yeah. for us, we just suit up, go play, and then do whatever we do. And right. then you start saying, man, it's not really that hard. You know, especially if you know, if you know what you're doing and you and, and you on top of your stuff, it's like it's not no hard, because there's no secrets in the NFL. Right. It's like, when you line up, I know exactly what you're gonna do. They got all the film, all the information. But you gotta study now. Yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. That's right. what made me, that what made me say, we studied. Right. Like you study, you put in the work, and I'm like, man, this game really easy. Like, you know, you think about it in college, you don't study. You know, in high school, you don't study. You no. just, you just figure go, it out yeah. by second, third quarter. Right. And the pros, you know, from the first play to the last play, you know exactly what's gonna happen. Right. And whoever do it the best, that's who gonna win. Right. How are you guys, I mean, look, you, you with Marvin, Reggie, Peyton, man, you guys turn it around just like that. It was because everybody came with the same approach, mentality. Nobody was like a pre, prima donna. Everybody put in that work, you know? So if, if you see all your big dogs putting in that work, you know, everybody around you gotta follow suit. Right. It's like, Marv gonna go out and do his thing. You know, P gonna do his thing. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, I'm coming in. I'm coming from the University of Miami where we we came from a NFL-style coaching. You know, Coach Davis, he came from the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Our whole thing was structured. So when I get to Indianapolis, the structure of the price was exactly the same. So it wasn't no difference with that. Right. And then you start just focusing on, okay, yeah, you just focus on your job and you focus on what you got to do. You're like, man, all I got to do is just work. And everybody put in work. Mm -hmm. And by us putting in work, the the GM had them put together the right pieces, and we had a nice balance. What was it like playing with Peyton? Because we see the Omaha, and people talk about, man, he's a smart. What's it like playing with Peyton? You're playing with somebody that's committed to the game, like totally committed to the game, not all them outside distractions. And you can tell that the game means a lot to him. Mm -hmm. you know, and then when you, when you start digging into it a little bit more, you can say, man, this man really loved this game. You right. know? And you see all the work that he put in. He continued to put in the work. And that's the thing that you get a greater appreciation for. And you start seeing like, man, this man really like, this man really love football, you right. know? And then you start seeing, okay, the things they're doing to get better and get better and always looking at the little detail, even they come to a fake, you know? Some people, they just do a fake like this. He gonna do it, stick his head, do all the oh, yeah. whole. Yeah, that thing, that, that, that wide stretch, that right, that wide yeah. stretch that y'all ran. That he going way out there. He, yeah. I mean, and you dump, and you doubling over like yeah. you really got the ball. The details of it, and but I'm saying every day, every day you see, you know, cause I mean, you play a long time out there. Why it get boring out there? You know, you be, that practice get boring. But when you see a person doing it every day, man, you got I'm a great it. appreciation for it. You know, they really love the game, right? And and he did exactly what it, what he's supposed to do. Right. What was it like reuniting with Reggie? Because um, Kane, 
Kane, you get that's what I, I can honestly say this. You guys, if you from the U, yeah. whether you graduated from you in 1983 or you graduated <laughs> from you in 2013, we together, we together. man, man, I ain't never seen nobody ride like y'all do. Y'all man, that thing, that y'all down. Yeah, we down with each other. So with Reggie, you know, like I kind of got, I kind of got a little insight that we were gonna be drafting Reggie. I thought it was gonna be Reggie or Santana's, right? And you know, I had to give him the heads up. Ah! <laughs> so you gave this high school, you don't know. Don't tell, don't... hey, don't tell me nothing about one of my boys and tell me to keep a secret. I'm letting you know, <laughs> like, hey, he gonna know, but he know not that he know to act like he don't know. Right. So, so we, but when he got the phone call, you know, it was like, man, dang, we back together again. Right. You know, we we back, and I know what I'm gonna get from Reggie. And with Reggie, 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 Reggie was a dog from the first time we met. Mm -hmm. And I actually talk about that in my book, you know, because Reggie, the first time me and Reggie, our first encounter, you know, kind of hit it off at the U. Right. And from then on, I'm like, yeah, he one of us right there, man. That boy right there, he got it. And to know he coming to, to the Colts, because I already know we got P, we got Ace, and now, once we get the other side secured, you don't have no worries now, because I know I know what they're gonna get right. out of Reggie Wayne. Right. You know, and then now I got now I got a workout partner. Because when you get to the pros, you realize they don't really work out like like you used to work out. You know, no, everybody they, got, they, they ain't working like not in the NFL, you ain't working out like college. Not, yeah, they <laughs> you ain't working out like that. And so they, you know, they so you like in a you in this space where you like, man, shit, I'm the only one out here really working out like this. But it's the way everybody everybody do things different. differently. Right. So when Reggie come, like we got our we got our same summer workouts, in season workouts, everything the same. So it's actually pretty. It was actually pretty cool. Marvin, he's the guy. Look, everybody knows Peyton. Uh, they know you. We're talking <clears throat> to you and you're giving us an insight. Marvin hadn't done a whole lot of interviews. Marvin was really really quiet. Uh, you see him on the bench. He would just be sitting there like staring off. What was he like? What was Marvin really like in the locker room? Nah, Marvin the real deal. Like, man, Marv, Marv is about his business. You know, when you see when you when you're talking about somebody that's about his business, I'm here to take care of my business, that's Marv. You know, all the extra stuff is like, it's really irrelevant. It don't really, it don't really matter to Marv, you know. So he just came out, do his business to my work hard. You ain't gonna never see him mispractice. You ain't gonna never see him not do the things he's supposed to do. And great teammate. And like me and Ma, we talk every day, still talk now, you know, and when you when you got somebody like that, man, they strictly about their business and they're going to do what it take. Man, that's what that's what you want with you on your squad. You have to leave the Colts. Were you disappointed that you were forced to after you had spent so many great years there? And you you seem to be like, man, we really we, man, we really close. I, I know we can do this thing. And you end up going to Arizona. Yeah, I mean, for me, when you when you go into the NFL, you know it's a business. Right. So I don't I don't take nothing personal. I never took nothing personal. And I just ride out as long as I can ride out. And then it's like it's a decision. Okay, if I want to stay at the coast, I mean I need to take this. Or I can go to Arizona and get this. You know, and we know what I'm here for. Y'all know what I'm here for. <laughs> you know, I, I made you try to get you try to get the third bag. Yeah, you know, like, you got one bag, you got the second bag. I so mean, you like, man, we'll go get this but third I, one. I was never shy about why I'm here, what I'm here to do. Right, like, I'm gonna do my job, but I'm here. I want to make sure that I secure my future. I'm ready to do what I set out to do. Right, because that's what the game was for me. You right. know, 
if I win a Super Bowl, I win a championship, I win all that stuff, that'd be great, you know. But for me, what the game, what the, this, my calling to this game with the British man, you know what? You can take this lady and secure her future, make sure you know, like, like you're somebody's blessing sometime. Like, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe I'm my mama's blessing or whatever. So I understood why I was there. So when it came to having to go to another team, it wasn't that big a deal for me. You know, for me, it's like, okay, let me find the best situation because I understand, like, this the, it's just the nature of the business. Right. And nobody's going to be locked in with one team for the rest of their career and get it the way they want it for the right. most part. So for me, I, like, when the time is up, it's time to go. And for me, you didn't, you're not going to hear me be bitter. You're not going to see me complain. You know, I'm just looking for the next action, you know? It's like, and I'm glad because I, I went to Arizona, made some friends, got a chance to get into a new space. And then we actually made it to the Super Bowl. Right. So I knew I made the right decision because we went, I went to a team, I took the risk, you know, to go to a team that wasn't even popular, that wasn't doing much. Right. And we still end up turning that franchise around. Right. So I got a chance to do it twice. Were you disappointed when the Colts went to the Super Bowl and they won? Nah, I was happy. For, I was actually, like, when they when they got Joseph Adai, I made sure I reached out to Joseph Adai let him know all the information he didn't know about the stretch play, about all the, the offense, you know, and, and I was down there hanging with them. You know, I just didn't have to go to practice. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I got a ring to coach. Yeah, that was me. So it was like, I got, hey, I, when, when, it was actually, when, I had to do no work. When Mr. Ursay called you and says, Adrian, you know, for the great player, the great person that you had been, I know that, you know, you weren't here, but I want you to have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. How did that make you feel? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that doesn't happen off an edge. I mean, I mean, it, it lets you know that man. They appreciate what you've done, and 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 the, I call him the big man. The big man always did things the right way. You right. know, he always, you know, he understands the business, and but he understands the person too. And like they they know we built that thing, that right. we built it up. But the business is gonna do what it does, you know. And for me, I wasn't tripping. So he say, okay, yeah, man. Um, they gonna give me a Super Bowl ring, and that's that's like a it's like you appreciate that, okay, you know, you, you appreciate that, you know. And for some guys, you got guys played forever, and they never got a chance to even be part of a playoff win right. or whatever. I'm part of an organization that I'm tied to forever, and everything worked out just like it's supposed to. You you mentioned you did get to the Super Bowl with the Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald, Kurt Warner, yourself, three headed monster. And you got the lead late in the ball game. What's going through your mind as the Steelers have the ball late and they're going down the field? What are you thinking? Because it's out of your hands now. You done gone down the field. You done got the lead. You done got the lead. You done done your part. You did your part. We got the lead. It's two minutes left. What's going through Edwin James' mind? We just need a stop. One you know, stop. You just need one stop. And that's that's what it comes down to. But you know, most NFL games are won at the last, the last mm -hmm. two minutes. And Pittsburgh, they went, they did their thing. You know, they found a way to win. You know, they, we just, but we just needed one stop. So you right. just one stop away from actually winning the game. But it, you play enough games, man. You you understand how it goes. You win yeah. something like that, you lose yeah. something. Exactly. Like that. Been on been on the winning end of a lot of games, and so happened it was on the big stage, and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But man, we did some great things that year. Looking at your stats. You know, you top 1,500 yards four times. You're one of four, one of four players to ever do that. Barry Sanders, Eric Dixon, Walter Payton, and yourself. Over 12,000 rush yards, 80 touchdowns in 11-year career, over 15,000 scrimmage yards. 
uh, eclipsed 1,000 yards seven times. Of the numbers that you have, personal, your personal accolades, what stat you're most proud of? I like the 1,500, the one going there because you're with that group, and it's just hard to do. You don't realize, but it's actually really hard to do it that many times. But the fact that I, I did it after the injury, because if I don't get hurt, I'm going to lead the league probably, I don't know how many times. Oh, hold on, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you did, you knew your that. first two years, you lead the league in rushing, you tear your ACL, yeah. your third year, right? Yeah, I was leading, I was, I was off to my best start my, my third year. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's when I had the ACL injury. Right. But it's part of the game. You know, so you don't really trip on that. Like, that's, that's what really... How did that injury change you? It changed my game. You know, it made me change. It changed my game. It made me get a greater appreciation for the game because before I ain't even really, I ain't really trip on football. I just go out and play. Right. It was too easy. It was like it was way too easy. If you work out, you train, you study, you go play. You're gonna have success, and that's the way I always looked at it. But then when you get hurt, now you can't do the things that you normally do, mm -hmm. and so now you gotta get a little more grimy. You gotta get into your studies. I, I, I need to know a little bit more about what the defense is about to do. I need a little bit more of an edge. Right. Because once you get hurt, you got you need to know more. Right. And so it turned me into a, a, a better student. And to run, to, run, to run for 1,500 after that twice, you know, that right there, was, that was a big deal. You know, I think that was something that, because it's hard, it's hard to do. Adrian James is the general manager. You get to pick one back. Who you taking in today's game? In today's game, it depends on what type of offense I'm running. It depends. Because, man, you got, some, you, got, you got some good backs, man. But I like Dalvin Cook, man. You like Dalvin? I like Dalvin. Yeah. You taking Dalvin Cook over uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor? No, you, it, because I watched. I like JT. Now, his, his style more fits, fits yours. No, no, no. You have to remember. I watched Dalvin Cook. And Pop Warner, <laughs> you know, so it's and that's what I'm saying. So for me, I'm I'm looking at a, a person from there. Right. JT, he run the ball. I love to watch JT. He's my favorite back to watch this year. You know, I watched him. I watched him and watched what he did with the Colts. But when I say okay, like for me, I look at it from from a youth perspective. I used to go out and watch this kid playing on a, on on a Pop Warner um, or high school level. Mm -hmm. So I like. I like the way Cook be running the car. Cook, he, out of nowhere, he's going to explode. You know, like when you watch that explosion. Yeah. Do you believe if Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt, he's going over 2,000 again? Because he has yeah. almost 1,000 at, yeah. at week eight. Yeah, 17 games. He can go do more than 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> that boy a beast, man. That boy that boy was killing it, man. So, yeah. He was gonna, I think you're going to see a lot of guys going over 2,000. I was hoping JT got the 2,000 this year. Right. He got a little late start, but he was... Yeah. What state has the best athletes? Florida, <laughs> Texas, right now. California, right. or Georgia? You said the first one first. <laughs> oh, I got to throw, throw Louisiana. I got to throw the boot up in there. Nah, dude. it's Florida. It's Florida, man. It's, it's Florida because we year-round, and then we hard-nosed. Like, Florida's <laughs> just hard-nosed. Florida, rough, rugged. and So the best football state is Florida. Yeah. So we go, we go this, Texas, you done, Cali, you done, Georgia. Y'all got no chance. It stops. It stops in Florida. Like, it's just Florida, man. How about this? Mount Rushmore of dread athletes. <laughs> of dread athletes? Yep. I don't know, man. Edge, edge, edge. Okay, edge, edge you edge. up there. I don't really Ricky know. Ricky Williams? 
You and Ricky Ball, Ricky Ball, Ricky balled out, man. Fitzgerald got him pretty boy dreads. Yeah, you got different dreads, man. What kind of dreads he got? Like, but nah, I don't really. Because everybody got everybody got everybody rocking dreads. Everybody, you you the godfather of the dreads in the NFL. Man, I need to get some kind of compensation, man. (laughs) Hold on, you you try to get another bag? (laughs) (laughs) So the opportunity out there. I just saw Justin Jefferson at the Pro Bowl. With a grill, yeah. I mean, he, I, I don't, his grill, I, his grill cost a grill. I think he had some diamonds them thing. He must have went to, you know, yeah, they doing Johnny Dang, Johnny Dang. I know, man. I gotta see how we can get on the other side of that. They want these grills. I need to be on that side oh, so, too. Hold on, so you find out people want grills, you want to find out how to go and start making grills. I think you're supposed to. <laughs> Ain't this how I go? I I'm thought that's how I go. I'm surprised you didn't try to be like Elon Musk because everybody, hey, everybody want an electric car. <laughs> Come out and start making an electric man, car. Man, if there's opportunity, man, we got we got to look into that. What is age? What is what is a typical day like now for Edron James? Mm, it depends on what's going on. Like everything based around my kids. Okay, you know, like my kids, they got you have six. Yeah, three, three girls, boys, three boys, three boys, three girls. And so right now it's basketball Range in age from 24 to 14. To 14. Yeah. I had a 10-year run. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot coming in 10 years. 10-year run, man. So, but no, it, it depends on what's going on. Like, if, if it's something I need to go to the college, I'll show up to the college. Right. If it's a basketball game, I'll show up to that. And so I'm going to make sure I do everything I got to do for them first. And then outside of that, I'm going to do me. I, I can do me. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, five a.m., six a.m. Man, like I'm good, but now nah, I got I got a pretty good lifestyle, man. It's like kind of do what you want to do, right? And that's why, like, like I always say, create the life you want to live, and like that's what I did. I created this whole thing to where, you know, I'm here early in the morning. Like yeah. I usually don't, I don't like to get up early in the morning because I like to be alert at night, so I can just kind of move the way I want to move. Right. And I like moving, like let my body wake me up. Right. You know, I don't like to just jump up. Because I had to go do something. Well, how, so, you, how, how did you do well in football? Because you know football, you got to get up early. Yeah, I know. We had to be to work at nine. We had to be to work at nine. Yeah. We had to be to work at nine. But and in, in college, it's early than that because, you know, you got the early morning workout, those lifting sessions, those running sessions in the offseason. Yeah, that, that, that was when I was on somebody else's clock. And that's what I was saying. I was always preparing. I was to be preparing on your clock. Days. Yeah, so I was, just, I was just making sure that I said, I'm going to prepare or when it become my turn to be the boss right. and how I'm going to do my lifestyle. And that's where my lifestyle is now, the way it's just the way I want it. Like, I don't have to be up early in the morning unless it's something I commit to. Right. You know, and, and I, that way, like, I, I can't, I wouldn't change nothing that I got going on because it's all, it's laid out pretty cool. What do you want your kids to be most proud of when they talk about their dad? That is committed to them. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, you got a lot of fathers. It's easy to sit, let out, sit out there and make them, but to make them great, to get behind them, mm-hmm. you know, that's that seems like it's a challenge when it shouldn't be a challenge, but it seems like it's a challenge. And if you deal with a lot of these youth programs and a lot of these um, underprivileged situations, mm-hmm. The thing that's always missing is the father. Right. You know, most of the time. And so for me, you know, my kids not gonna be able to say they daddy wasn't there. You know, that they daddy, they daddy didn't make a way, didn't sit up there and put them in the best position right. possible. Like for me, any opportunity 
or any situation with anything they're getting involved in, you know, I'm going to go above and beyond to make sure I position them the best I can possibly position them. And I'm going to always be there. You know, that's the main thing. That's a very tough balance because I've told people that in order to be great, and there's level of greatness, how great do you want to be, you got to sacrifice a lot. Definitely. Now, you're going to miss some recitals or maybe a football game or this or that because in order, because Edger and James wanted to be the best. Yeah. You want to secure the bag, but in order to secure the bag, you got to be the best. Yeah, you definitely, and that's and that's that's one balance that a lot of people don't really understand how hard it is. Yes. But you got, you got this, if, if there's a gap or there's an opportunity, I'm going to make it happen. Right. So it's like, if I have to be somewhere and it's, and it's, it's important, they know, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss this situation right here. But if there is a true opportunity to be there, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm going to make sure that I'm there. I'll make sure I'm on point. I don't care if it's you have to jump on a private plane right. or if you have to jump on this plane, that plane. You get there, and then you get where you got to get right. to. But it has to truly be something where it's like, yeah, I, I had a chance to be there. But I don't want to be where you can blow something off all the time. You know right. In our, in, our, in our world, we can always make an excuse. Right. We can always say, okay, oh, yeah, I had to go take care of some business. Right. But it comes from within, you know, from within where you're saying, okay, yeah, I'm personally, I'm going to make sure I'm there if I can really be there. Right. So if I'm not there, I couldn't be there. You and I were talking off camera. Your oldest is 24. And you say one of the things that you're proud of is that your kids got an opportunity to see what you did for a living and someone didn't have to tell them, well, your daddy was this, your dad was that. Yeah. How did that make you feel getting an opportunity to see your kids? Because my kids got an opportunity to see me play. You know, my son was coming to the locker room. My kids got an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. How did that make you feel knowing that, you know what, this is why I'm doing it, guys. This is really why I'm doing it. I got mom back home, but I got eyes in the stands that's watching me. Yeah. My eyes. Yeah, it started, but it started at, at, at the University of Miami. You know, you when you 18 and you're like, okay, I'm about to have a child. You're like, okay, now things really turn up. And so it gives you another level or another reason to push or to even go harder. Right. And then to watch, for them to actually see, like my oldest got a chance to kind of witness the whole journey. Yeah, she got to see it all. She got a chance to see the whole thing. So they understand exactly where you're coming from and they can, they can see, okay, yeah, yeah, my daddy really did this. The youngest one, they really don't know. You know, they, they really didn't understand it till probably later, till probably went to the hall and all right, that. Right, right. You know, but the oldest got a chance to really see it. And they understand that, like, man, dang, my daddy really did all this. Right. And and then when they start looking back at how you get there, you know, that's that's one thing that really stands out to them. Like, now my kids are reading the book. They're reading the book, and they're like, hey, daddy, I didn't know you did all this or did all this, because that was before their time. Right. And, and so now they got an even greater appreciation for their dad. How do you get your kids? Because the way you came up, uh, you came up in an area that was infested with drugs. There was not a whole lot of money. And you was like, okay, this is my opportunity. This is what I can do to get out. They come up in a very different situation than you. And that was the hardest thing to try to teach my kids discipline. But knowing the sacrifices that I made was to make sure they didn't have to live the life that I had to live. So how, how do you balance that, Edge? Well, you, first of all, you don't keep nothing away from them. Right. You, know, you put it in front of them. You show them, okay, this is what I had to do but that's what you get a chance to do. And so they get a chance to see it. They get a, the comparison. You know, that's what really, really kind of opens their eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, you just point those things out. Like, I don't hide nothing from my kids. I'm not going to hide nothing to say, okay, they made like everything was peaches and cream. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to sit back and say, okay, like, these are situations or these are things you have to go through or these are things that it took. And 
now you're here. Don't settle for where you're at. But but this this just one level. There's other levels that you can go to. Right. So I pushed them to even go to even higher levels. You know, and like my daughter, she chose to be a lawyer. You know, okay. I like man, you want to get in positions of power. You want to go to a space that people don't normally go. My kids, um, I got four in in HBCUs. Mm-hmm. You know, they understand the importance of being there for your culture, being somebody that people can look at and say, man, dang, they did it the right way. They didn't just take the easy route. You know, they made sure that they're aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You, 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 we didn't get to this earlier, but you, there's a, a tragic incident that happened. You say your uncle, so your uncle commit suicide. You had uh, uncles and aunts dealing with the crack cocaine epidemic, which was very prevalent in the black community, especially in the South, where it was all over inner cities, but in the South also. When you're, when you're watching that, when you're around that, what's going through your mind as a child? Well, you just a child. You're, it's the norm, so you really don't know. It goes back to the beginning. You like you really, you really don't know those things. All you just know is you want to do better. Right. You just want to always do better, and you just start learning out what is better. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes some people just getting. You know, back in the day, if you just went to college, you was doing great. You know, now it, it, the level has it went right. up. You know, so you just always want to just continue to do better. And that's what I always do. That's why you always want to improve on things and just try to always do more and position more people. What What is your proudest accomplishment? My kids. You know, to have, all, like right now I'm four for four. I got four kids in college right now. Okay. So it's like, that's, that's for me, it's it always going to be around my kids because right. I understand like how important it is. Right. But you're ready to do it the way that I'm doing it and I don't have a college degree. My kids got a college degree. <laughs> They're going to be running your business. They're going to be running your businesses. Yeah, man. Like, you contradicting yourself. You sitting up there saying it's important to have a degree, but you don't have a degree. I'm like, hold on. This one is totally different over here. So, so you obviously you want to go, you want you want to go six for six. But I I lost my train of thought right here. Um, Do your kids follow you on social media? Yeah, they're going to follow me. My kids don't follow me. My kids, you know what? Do your kid, my kids, my daughters get upset at the mention of my name because they think you're going to give them something because of who their dad is, not because of what they earn. So they're very reluctant to say, when someone says, uh, do you know Shannon Sharp? Instead of saying, yeah, that's my dad, they say, yeah, we know him. No, my kids, <laughs> my kids want all that. They want, my kids want all that action, man. They, hey. Like, my, my son, my son's gonna say, "Yeah, that's my dad." Yeah. The girls, uh, especially my oldest, my oldest go like, "Yeah, we know him. Uh, yeah, I know him." Um, why do you ask? Nah, my my <laughs> want you to know, like, hey, this what's up, like. <laughs> but they got a cool. Mine got a cool daddy, you know. Like I'm, I'm into what they into, like right. you know. So and that's what make it cool. That's what make it cool. Like you get a chance to grow with him, like. I don't advise nobody to run out and have kids at an early age. But right, yeah, you do. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But if you do, the benefits, man, is is great because like you get the chance to really kick it and grow with them. Right. That's one thing. Like we can, we on the same level, just chopping yeah. it up. You yeah, know? cause you know I'm sitting on the bed and my, my daughter come in and they start talking. Why we we gotta have this conversation? You uh, you know we gotta have this conversation. <laughs> or we go out. They like uh they bring the drink menu. Uh, I like to get. You drink? Man. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. They're like, Daddy, I'm 30. I'm like, oh, okay. 
Because, you know, they are kids. I still look at them as, as kids. I don't look at them as adults. Man, over the past couple of years, I had to change my thoughts. <laughs> I go, nah, we go to the club. My daughter grabs some Hennessy. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? I just bust out laughing. I'm like, you drink Hennessy? I can't even drink no Hennessy. <laughs> and then the other one, she going to take this. Hey, you give her some. Uh, Bell tequila. I don't you, you, No, they're gonna pop the champagne. They're gonna do it like you gonna think my kids rappers like, like <laughs> they, 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 they living the like they balling they, they it up, huh? Man, they living like that. Like it's like the things I won't do, they like, okay, daddy, you don't wanna have fun with this money, I'ma do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they gonna have fun with it. And, and so I enjoy, you know, so I'ma make sure they got everything set up. Right. So they can go out and have them a good time. Because like I'm I'm more chill, conservative, you know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in this space where I'm like, man, I'm always thinking about the next move, what I got to do. Right. With them, they like, man, you don't want to They thinking about They thinking about today. No, nah, they're going to spin it. They thinking about You thinking about tomorrow, they thinking about today. They thinking about right, today. Right now. <laughs> right now. You talked about a little bit, your book. Yeah. What's the name of it? From Gold Chief to Gold Jackie. You know, it's, it's kind of my, my, my timeline or my storyline going from you know, from youth all the way getting to the Hall of Fame. And I think it's something that a lot of people see themselves in this book. They'll see so many situations that they can relate to, knowing that it's not an easy path, but it's, it's a possible path. And I try to include anything that I think was relatable or things that I think people could actually use. And it's, I think it's a pretty dope read. I think every athlete should read it. Right. And I think anybody that... All right, I think parents too. They can they can actually see see themselves in, in a situation like that. Before from gold chief to gold jacket, you can find it on my website www.edgingjane.com or Amazon or anywhere books are being sold. Right, you heard it here, Edgerin Jane from gold teeth to gold jacket. Bruh, I appreciate you stopping by. Really uh, appreciate it, man. Congratulations anytime, on man. everything. All the best. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. All my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice. Hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah. all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. What's up everybody, this is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.